0: So, Worry, we have to put up with your bad dad jokes all the time, so I've decided that I'm going to tell my one and only joke today. I have <laughs> one joke right. since I've Does eight. that mean I get to tell one too? <laughs> no, no, we we have to suffer through many episodes <laughs> of your bad dad oh, okay. jokes. okay. do you have your, mom right. and your now, son. Uh, I only know one joke, and the problem is I tend to laugh when I tell it because it's so funny. <laughs> For you. <laughs> okay, deep breath. Where's a bee go with its legs crossed?
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> BB stage. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Listeners, I would like to categorically apologise for that and I will ban Michaela from <laughs> any further attempts at humour. That's as bad as... <laughs> hey, I've got a dirty joke for you. Boy, fill in the mud.
0: <sighs> that's, that's as bad as that. It's not, boy. It's funny. <laughs> oh,
1: that's your opinion. dearie me. Oh.
0: Welcome to the
1: Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership, so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark.
0: And welcome back
1: to another episode of the Tradies Business Show. Hopefully, you uh, stayed with us after that horrendous (laughs) joke.
0: I think we've got top. I think we've got more listeners now worry
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be looking at the download numbers I <laughs> doubt it but uh, yes welcome back to another episode listeners uh, really excited about today's episode actually. I'm excited most of all because we're about to launch our membership area and yes. uh, you know this th- we've been working on this for a while and disagreeing about a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> but we've finally settled on what is going to be in here it's a dollar. For the first 30 days, I'm not even going to try and work out how much a day that is. It's not much. And it's only 10 bucks a month after that. So what are we putting inside this thing, Michaela?
0: Yeah, well, we've come up with a very original title, the (laughs) Tradies Business Members Area, because, you know, we're creative and all that. Yeah. Uh, But it's actually going to be a great community where we're going to do monthly webinars, both of us presenting on different areas and also getting some guest webinars in, really extending on some of the information that we share in the show, as well as having exclusive extended interviews. And we're really getting our guests to give us those real extra ninja tips that we don't necessarily share in the show for our members. I know we're naughty. Ninja but, tips. Yeah.
1: Think of tradie ninja. <laughs> we're going to have all these tradies get around with their black ninja gear on.
0: That's it. And we're going to have a private Facebook community where Waza and I will, will go in there and chat to our members and, yeah, so it's and discounts and all sorts of whatever we can think of the night before. But yep. No,
1: be it's planned out. But, yeah. but we are going to add a heap of value into this thing. And look, for 10 bucks a month, there's no way you're not going to get value out of it. We just want to really get, get you guys in there and, uh, you know, start helping more of you out as well, particularly through the private Facebook group.
0: That's right. And we have had a lot of feedback, of people wanting to, um, just be able to connect with other listeners and share ideas and things mm-hmm. like that. So that's mm-hmm. how the group's come about. And, uh, so head to tradiesbusinessshow.com. You'll see the links there, sign up and we'll see you in there. So, who have we got today? Now, it's a hot day in Brisbane today. <laughs> so, we were under a bit of a sweat for this one, sitting in a park with school children and classical music playing in the background. <laughs> was,
1: I think there was about 300 school kids walked past <laughs> at one point in this uh, secret interview we did under a tree in the park. Yeah, South we did Bank. it
0: like, you know, the dentist that, you know, couldn't show their face when they're brushing <laughs> their teeth. We did that today with a, an undercover high-end of town, account advertising, advertising creative dude. Goo.
1: Yes, so um, we'll call him Andy, uh, our guest today. So Andy works for a big ad agency uh, in Brisbane and, and they have offices all over the globe actually. Um, <clears throat> make it sound really important. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yes, Andy's a creative director, um, has worked on some really big campaigns for some big companies over the years and uh, he's going to share some, I guess, some of the things that – we don't really get to hear about when it comes to what the big brands are doing with their advertising and their social media campaigns and some of the stuff that we think works really well uh, and that we should be doing also as small to medium businesses. Um, but I think uh, there'll be a few eyes open after this, this interview with Andy, we'll call yeah.
0: him. Yeah, and I think it's really important that, you know, he's used to dealing with brands that have multi-million dollar budgets and that's not what we're talking about. But what we really wanted to get across in this show is look at what these big brands are doing and there's lessons that you can apply to your much smaller marketing Mm -hmm. budgets. And there's just some key lessons like let them waste their millions so that you can benefit. So let's get into the interview. Alrighty. So I don't know who's... Idea it was today to sit in the park and do this interview in a forty degree heat, but we're here. Yours, and, well, definitely yeah, yours. Well, it's your your friend. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us who we have here today, Warwick.
1: Well, uh, we've got. <clears throat> can we call you Andy? Yeah, it's okay. Well, I just did, so it's too late. <laughs> um, but we're sitting with Andy from a company that does uh, <laughs> advertising and stuff. But Andy works at the uh, big end of town, so he's uh, one of the creative dudes that works on uh, big ad campaigns for some pretty high-end clients, and Andy's going to hopefully spill some beans for us today on what the big end of town are doing and uh, perhaps why we shouldn't be doing that. So um, welcome
2: to the show, Andy. Of course. Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to be sitting in a park. (laughs) In a park in the heat. uh, With people giving (laughs) us strange looks like, what are these guys doing? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, a bit about my background, uh, Brands, some of the brands I've worked on, uh, Queensland Rail, RSEQ, Michael Hill Jeweller, um, Tourism Queensland Brands, uh, Eagle Boys Pizza, so retail right through to some of the bigger brand stuff that um, happens down here in Brisbane. So really quite
1: small companies then that uh, don't spend much (laughs) on advertising?
2: Um, Not as big as Sydney and Melbourne, uh, obviously, (laughs) but... uh, a yeah. little bit
1: bigger than our uh, plumbers and electricians that are yeah, true. listening to the show,
2: perhaps. <laughs> true, true. Although we do have uh, you know, some small media budgets as well, and I've got some good examples of that I can talk about. Um, you don't have to have mega money, but you do have to stand out. And you do have to kind of target uh, the audience in the right way so that you don't waste money.
1: So we'll get into, uh, I guess, some of the specifics and some of the lessons that you've mm-hmm. got for our listeners, but... Um, before we do that, uh, how long have you been doing this gig, mate? And how did you get into, well, advertising yeah. and that creative space? It S-
2: sounds like a long time now, but f- about 15 years. So I'm going to start shortening it soon and just tell everyone 10. But <laughs> uh, yeah, about 15 years, I've worked across a number of agencies down here and with a number of different um, in teams. Uh, our role normally is to work in a writer, art-directed team. Uh, and then we become creatives that look after a client's brand for whatever they do. So across all different channels, um, it used to be uh, traditional media like TV and outdoor and newspapers, but these days it's going you know right through to social, uh, digital presence as well. So it's everything um, and it's changing all the time.
0: Cool. So I guess we really want to blow that myth today yeah. that you don't have to have massive amounts of money. You can just be clever and yeah. still get to your target market. So, I guess pick your brain about some of the things our listeners can do. I guess starting with, if they want to start doing something, what should be their first step in the creative process for these guys? Like, what's the first thing they really need to sit down and and try and look at what they want to do?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess you've got to work out what, obviously, what your product and your services that you're offering. Um, If it's good, then I think 80% of what we do is redundant. If you've got a really good product... Uh, that's different in market and no one else has done, then all you need to really do is get the word out there and the rest of it should take care of itself because you've got a good product. But uh, in this day and age, that's kind of almost diminished and then everyone's doing the same thing. It's very rare to find a product that we get given that um, is good and is unique and we don't have to do too much to it. Um, Quite often we get a product that is has lower budgets than its competitors, but it's selling the same product. So we have to find a different way to communicate that product to the right people to kind of take market share, if that makes sense, is to try and get some sort of traction in the market, um, which is harder to do if your product isn't good, basically. Yeah. So the first step is that, is work out what what you've got on offer. Uh, then I guess you look at what you're competing against or who you're competing against and how they're doing it. Um, and then after that, you look at who you want to talk to and at what time of year you should really talk to those guys. So um, there's a fair bit of science involved in the back end, but it's, it's kind of simple when you break it down like that.
1: And I guess that's really what it comes down to as well is uh, you talked about clients with lower budgets competing in the same space, really finding different ways or innovative ways to get the message out there and get mm. found by people. So... Mm. Have you, um, have you got some good examples of uh, companies that have managed to do that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I can give you the um, an example of a wedding company. We did some work for Brisbane City Council, City Hall. Uh, they have a wedding division where you can get married at City Hall. And they wanted to advertise and promote that fact here in Queensland. Um, what their competitors, obviously, the market of weddings is massive. Uh, everyone's trying to do it at a certain time of the year when the weather's good. Um, they're also all talking in the bridal mags um, all at once, so they're buying full page ads in Vogue, um, Marie Claire, and the whatnot for about 10 to 15 grand a full page ad. Uh, the budget that came to us this is a few years ago was a total of 40k, which is you know it's not bad for a for a print um, campaign. Um, and then through talking to our media guys, who then work out, they said we can look at what everyone else is doing. We know who we want to talk to and when we need to talk to them, and but for 40k, we would only get four ads um, in magazines that run nationally. So there's a lot of wastage there. And then there's some, um, we only want to talk to people around Brizzy. So the media guys uh, sat around with us and they came back with um, an idea to buy metrolites or ad shells in the city. And for $40,000, we could pretty much own the city for about three weeks, which meant that uh, whether you were getting married or knew someone that was getting married, everyone saw the advertising. Um, Plus the work that we could put in AdShell, although it probably wasn't as premium as some of the stuff you see in Marie Claire and Vogue, it still looked uh, premium in an AdShell space, which meant the brand kind of hit all the cues that it was supposed to hit, and that people saw it as something that they wanted to do and a desirable place to get married. And sales were booked out for a year and a half in advance after after that campaign.
0: So that's really about, you know, a lot of our guys will put it ad in the local newspaper because that's just what they've always done yeah. and, they, you know, they don't know how much they really get out of it. It's really looking at how you can best use whatever money you have to target your specific market yeah. and test and measure that. So yeah. work out exactly what you're getting from that and see the results and tailor your future stuff.
2: Yeah, that. absolutely. Um... And media companies can give you that advice and, uh, as can local, um, um, stations and whatnot, depending on who you want to talk to. But obviously, the lower your budget, um, I'd say, as a rule, the more you have to do something that stands out. Um, we did a campaign for, I can say, I, can, I guess I can say RID Australia. For Red recently, uh, where we went to the Amazon. Just did. Uh, just did. <laughs> I um, can
1: always edit that out, but I tend not
2: to. <laughs> uh, and so these guys had a very little budget, uh, won't get into specifics, but, competing against the likes of Aragard who are spending mega bucks um, these guys wanted to just kind of regain some sort of awareness and then presence on shelf in, in Woolworths and all the stores so they came to us and we pitched them an idea that was PRable. Uh, it ended up on Sunrise which is great um, and it had online content so it was primarily an online campaign but it was relevant content for the category still so when I say be different you still have to be different but be relevant to what your service is. It's no point just being wacky uh, or doing Bikini Girls because at the end of the day, it doesn't relate to your product. And so although you might get noticed, you get noticed for the wrong reasons <laughs> and therefore people that are interested in Bikini Girls don't often you know, want to buy your product if it's the household or the, or the female that's the grocery buyer.
1: There's a whole lot of tradies that just... Uh, they probably tuned out to some of that and they heard Bikini Girls?
2: Bikini Girls? Yeah, I think there's a thing that you have to you have to be different. You always have to stand out, particularly with low budgets, but you have to still be relevant to your product. So um, there's a stretch there, and then quite often in advertising, that's what we're tasked to do is, is embellish or exaggerate a point, but it still has to, at the end of the day, come back. Otherwise, you are wasting your money.
0: So advertisers can lie as such sometimes? So uh, just stretching the truth, come on yeah, now, what really goes down?
2: You can. I mean, obviously you can. You can do kind of whatever you want unless you're working in an area where there's um, some sort of um, regulations like pharmaceuticals or whatever. But you can, uh, you can stretch the truth and you can do all that stuff, but we find that if a product has a truth and we don't have to try too hard, then yep. it'll work. Yeah, yeah,
0: sure. And one thing you are just talking about, you know, the grocery buyers around that, generally speaking, it's really the women that are making the decisions now in household buying. Is that what you're sort of the uh, general... That, I know it changes yeah, industry to it, industry, it, but yeah. for our guys, it's really feeling the women do pick the tradies on, on most of the occasions. Yeah, yeah,
2: okay. Yeah, I mean, we a lot of campaigns we do, you'd assume that, um, it's still skewed, you know, female do all the grocery buying and they do all their household chores and all that stuff, but I'm not sure whether this is just gender bias or equality kicking back in, but they're basically saying it's 50-50 now. Okay. So, you know, some, some industries are very different depending on, you know, like RID, for example, is still, the mums still buy it for the kids. Yeah. But then there's a whole market there where the out, you know, the forward driving or the outback adventure type guys will buy it if they're going into yeah. the bush for, yep. you know, weekend. So you still, we, more often than not, I think that's to my point earlier about, things being less less kinda of niche now or a product having something specific to offer. Most of the time these days we get a product that's kind of the same same and then we get a media brief that says talk to everyone.
0: Right, okay. <laughs> so it's not demographics really that no. much anymore, they say screw it's it's so no. no. Oh that's but, really interesting. But
2: then but then I think where you get economy is if you can drill it down. Yep. And really find out who specifically you're talking to the bigger brand like if you're talking a brand campaign then it's a completely different job because you're just trying to touch as many people as you can and bring them back into your kind of company uh, and be top of mind when they're shopping next and all that stuff but if you're looking at more of a retail type thing more of a product focus uh, piece of advertising then it makes sense to work that out and really drill down and then as you said test it like see what's working and don't spend crazy money up front and just kind of slowly slowly test the waters until you've got something yeah yeah
0: And so what's some of the sort of, you know, our guys are starting to get into this social digital realm of promoting their business. Do you have any tips or techniques that you've seen that, you know, companies that have a real local focus in their area, that they can uh, work with what the big guys have been trying and testing Mm. for a while?
2: Yeah, I mean, I can sort the companies that we use and that we do social advertising for, or uh, very little of those guys do Facebook related stuff only yeah. they, they would do that in support of a bigger campaign um, TV for a lot of our brand campaigns is still the biggest way to reach the most number of people um, and you'll see a lot of I saw one on TV last night for Nature Grain, who is doing so they'll use TV to launch a social campaign which will then live online so Nature Grain will do a, um, a post about driving you to a URL or a Facebook kind of connect page that uh, is all about their online content. But then if you connect with that, then you'll get fed that more and more. But what's changed over the years is that social, uh, or Facebook and all those pages used to initially want content and there used to not be enough content. So as a marketer, you could do something that was relatively good, send it to a few friends, um, post it to a few websites and then it would get sent out and people would want that content. So you'd see, you know, like a YouTube video, for example, you could track how many people watched it. Um, but now there's so much content and so many big brands spending in that space that they are still finding that they still have to launch it somehow. Yeah. So they'll launch it via a bigger media channel like TV, um, and or they'll spend a lot of money trying to make their online content uh, watchable and shareable, so they can spend you know a couple of mil doing yep. an ad, which is still an ad, but it lives lives online socially. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think the <clears throat> the thing that I take out of that and certainly the work that I do with my tradie clients, is they're trying to do things like the big end of town because that's what they see. They see these TV campaigns, big social campaigns. They see companies getting on Sunrise and that sort of stuff. And they go, oh, well, if I do that, I'll get results. But the problem is they just don't have anywhere near the budget they need to make it work. Hmm. So for our tradies that have those limited budgets, are there... Are there better ways to approach that? I mean, they're all trying to get the viral video or the, yeah. the post that everybody shares around, but it's not really going to happen for them, is it?
2: Um, no. I mean, we. if there was an easy formula to it, then everyone would have a successful viral ad. Um, so, and and off like more often than not, you'll see a category from nowhere come up with an ad that everyone's liking and watching and sharing just because it's different and it's related to their product. So... There's no real quick fix to going on and create something so funny and watchable that'll it'll it'll spread. But then on the on the flip side of that, I guess what like you've got to work out what is success if you've only spent a little bit of money, um, but you've done a good job, then you're slowly starting to build a brand. So you've gotta kind of develop something uh or get behind a strategy for your company that you can do one and then you can do two and then you can, you know, you know, like you guys are doing, start a following that. Uh, over time means something to people and it's still about social particularly is about connection so you have to have a relevant good connection that you maintain um we we still have a lot of brands in Brisbane that are jumping on the social bandwagon but aren't putting the time into keeping that up to date so we could do a campaign they spend a lot of money on um it will get likes on Facebook for three months but then after that period's ended There's no follow-up strategy, so those likes disappear. So you could say, apart from branding or awareness, that a lot of that money is wasted.
0: Yeah. Because how
2: does it convert to sales?
0: That's right. And one of the big things with social media, though, I see that people aren't consistent. Like they'll say, yeah, I'm going to do Facebook, let's say, and they go on they might do a post a week. Yeah. Well, that's not being engaged with your community. It's not being there. They may do all this auto-scheduling, but that's not them being present. But well, The big thing is about just consistency and mm. relevancy. And yeah. any business of yeah. any size can do that. Yeah. You don't need big social media managers or budgets. No, that's right. It just takes a couple of minutes every day yes. to get your message. And it's slow. It's yeah. not going to happen overnight, mm. and you're not going to have the phone ringing off the hook. But if you provide consistent, relevant content over a, a continued period of time, engage with your listeners, you're going to have success socially. Yeah, and I'm right. sure that's what the big brands are trying yeah. to do as well. Yeah,
2: it absolutely. Is. That's all, all true. The... The, the other kind of flip side of that is that some brands want to form communities that people don't want to be part of, so they are spending time, uh, I mean, for example, I don't want to give specifics away here, so I'll be careful, but um, say there's a pharmaceutical brand that, I don't know, that not many people want to be part of because it, it's a stigma in society. I've got to think of a relevant one here. So it's fungal (laughs) nail-infected stuff, right? Sounds so attractive. So, yeah. And so why would that brand go on Facebook and try and set up a com- community of people suffering fungal nail yeah. infections, but they do believe it or not. They come to us and say we need to do this, and we say no one's <laughs> going to get behind it, it doesn't matter how funny or how good your ad is. Uh, they just don't want to be part of community. They'll do it, they'll get a couple of things. They'll try and s- send out tips and tricks to people, but I don't know anyone, and I personally wouldn't like they'll that. That's all of the thing. <laughs>
1: as part of that
2: community. That's right. So, I hope
0: there's no photo a day challenges or anything yeah.
2: like that. <laughs> groups. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would. Would um, recommend that some brands that isn't the right strategy for but again it comes down to what you're offering what your long-term strategy is um, Facebook these days is uh, sort of I guess the social side of it people are using it more for you know like tips and tricks or helpful advice or yeah. information basically so if you can connect with them on a relevant way in that sense, then you can build.
0: Yeah. And I guess the point there is just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean it's going to be right for your business. Yes, and that's people right. just go, oh, everybody's doing this. Yes. And all of a sudden, you know, like they might go, oh, we're, it's all about Twitter this week. Yeah. Well, for a lot of our tradies, Twitter mightn't be mm. the right answer. Mm. Or, you know, they're trying different things on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. So the key message there is just because other people are doing it isn't necessarily isn't it right, right for your way? business. No, that's right. You need right. to work out, is your audience in using that medium and on there a lot that you can engage with? Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. really, again, just being that laser-focused target.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess for some of your viewers who aren't in the industry, like we kind of know what avenues are out there to advertise on. Um, There are, you know, there's Vine, there's a whole bunch. I mean, Instagram, a lot of brands are on Instagram now, uh, particularly fashion brands. Uh, and the building are following that way.
0: Um, I'm actually a big advocate for Instagram for tradies, and yeah. people go, Oh, you're crazy. You know, guys, are, it's the easiest way to share photos and videos and things like that from mm. a job shot and when yeah, they're out and about. Yeah. So I actually think Instagram is going to be killer for our guys, mm. you know, in the next 12 to that 18 does actually months. Sound good. Um, so I've been really pushing that, and most of them don't know what I'm talking about. But when Facebook buys something for a few billion dollars. Yeah you're going to pay attention. Mm. Uh, so I just think, yeah, Instagram, look it up, get on it.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, sorry, yeah no, go I think on. that I makes sense because to... it's a visual medium and what yeah. the guys are doing, even just from my, you know, basic knowledge before and after stuff will be yeah. impressive. So... Yeah. Uh, and that's good for their brand as well because it proves that they've got a skill yeah. to offer. You that's know? right,
0: and they can do it on the spot yeah. when they're out and about. Yeah. They don't need to go home to their computer and mm. think, oh, what am I going to ride yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Just taking a photo, uploading it like you would send a message, mm. and all of a sudden they're reaching a whole new yeah. audience. And it's, again, very female-skewed on Instagram at the moment, but I really think that's going to change yeah. because everyone likes flicking through their phone easily and having a look at a few photos and things.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think that's the thing when you look at an example like that. You don't have to be wacky and clever and funny or provocative or whatever. Sometimes yes. you just have to be on the money, you know? Yeah. Like, you just have to do something right and, and kind of professional and that, that goes a long way into improving your brand.
0: That's right. And if you design beautiful kitchens and bathrooms, yeah. that kind of stuff, they do love looking yeah. at yeah. Uh, anything that's got beauty and, and the before and afters and tips and funny things they find, um, a lot of, you know, hashtag fail things mm. and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, so, we didn't ask it at the top of the show, Andy, but um, <clears throat> DIY, so our listening audience of tradies, we're not going to dob you in here to the uh, QVCC or anything like that, but uh, are you a
2: DIYer, mate, or do you get the professionals in? Uh, good question. I have bad examples, and I'm getting better <laughs> at some stuff. I did reno a little uh, kind of side table thing in and- paint it up and make it work and look cool again so that's a keeper but i have also tried to hang curtain rails in the past and it took me about three and a half hours <laughs> no, 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 no. and i ended up with a hole in the gyprock because there was no stud and it was a mess so anyway <laughs> bit of both we'll i prefer to get really the tradies yeah, uh, yeah
1: good stuff
0: because the one thing we like to ask all our guests is if you have a thousand tradies in the room what was the one key that you'd love to tell them about you know advertising getting their message out to the masses
2: Um, I'd say start simple, um, be really relevant, look for a difference, but don't be gimmicky, um, and then just connect however that is if it's just on a professional level um, or in something your product can offer and start there.
1: Cool. Great stuff. Well, thanks again for uh, sneaking out to the park in, uh, (laughs) I think it's up to 38 degrees now. We're all sitting around here sweating. But uh, thanks again, Andy. Really uh, some great tips in there, mate. No problem. uh, Cheers again for coming on the show. Cheers. Thanks. No problem. So there you go. Sneaking around a public park in in Brisbane. <laughs> yeah. Meeting up with uh we'll call him Andy. And uh oh, I just can't believe the amount of money that gets spent on some of this stuff that really, by the sounds of talking to Andy, doesn't work.
0: Yeah, it's all about you know, like you said, engagement, not reach. It's not how many people your message goes. So it's actually who hears your message and takes it on board. So don't think you, you know, have to spend hundreds of thousands on a, a fancy TV campaign or big flashy ads. It's just knowing where your target is and just being ninja and marketing to that target and where they are.
1: Absolutely. And uh, it's, like, it's like the interview we did with uh, Kimberly from the fish and chip shop, you know, one of her customers gave her an orchid. Uh, that's great engagement. You know they've come in and go gave her a flower. So there's some uh, some ninja things you can do these days that don't cost a lot of money. So don't get fooled into thinking you've got to spend big bucks. Now, Michaela, this membership thing. I just I'm busting, busting to release this, but it's not not
0: quite ready, is it? No, we want to make sure it's spot on before our listeners join in and um have a look around. So we're close. And, you know, we like to build the suspense, you know, we've got to build this thing up. So we can't just go, here it is, can we?
1: I'm not a very patient person, Michael,
0: so. <laughs> Well, so it'll be up soon. So in the meantime, why don't you get on the wait list, head to tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash members, put your details in there. We'll email you as soon as it's live and you can grab your $1 for 30 day membership. Is this right, Warwick? Just a dollar.
1: Yeah, that, I think that was a typo in our emails back and <laughs> forwards. But yeah, dollar for thirty days. Um, but seriously, you can get in there, take it for a test drive, no risk. Um, if you if you don't like it, you can get out. But uh, seriously, for you know a buck for thirty days and ten bucks a month thereafter, we're going to be packing this thing with content. I mean, just the private Facebook group alone, there's uh you know there's business mentors that charge thousands for that sort of stuff, for those sort of membership sites. So uh, we're charging ten bucks.
0: What's that say about us? Nothing bad. I don't know. <laughs> it means that we're very generous and we love our listeners, Michaela. <laughs> Great. So head on over; that'll be up soon. Until next time, bye. You've been listening to the Tradies Business
1: Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools and into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com. dot com. The Tradies Business Show. It's trading business.